This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. We are a couple of days late, but that doesn't stop the Weekly Scramble, uh, normally heard on Tuesdays here, but today we're doing it on a Thursday, and he is still with me by my side. His name is Mike Fratelloni, Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I am great. I have got... I think it's because we did the show a couple of days later. I got so much material to get to today with you. So I don't even really know where to begin. Well, because on Tuesdays, like Monday, you're just kind of checked out because the the weekend, right? So you don't do any prep work. Yeah, you do Monday night sports talk. And then Tuesday, that's where you start a little later. So no prep time. But now Thursday, you have a ton of prep. But I think I know where I do want to begin because um, I I was planning on bringing this up on our show regardless, but Johnny Height on the Garage Logic podcast brought this up as part of his newscast. And he and I had a bit of a back and f- spirited back Ooh, and forth. Okay. Well, I don't think I'm out on much of a limb by saying John and I get along on about 90% of topics. Mm-hmm. We both love baseball, music, you know, it, music yeah. absolutely. And, and John is, and I'll say this, John is one of my favorite people I've ever worked with yeah, in this business. Very, very kind person. There's, It's impossible not to like John. Yep. He's just, he's a great dude. But he brought up the closing of Psycho Susie's. Oh. You're okay. aware of this story. I, I am. And I said, huh, shocker. As in, here's a, what was, you, you've been there how many times? Yeah, uh, many times. Okay, yeah, and I so know. have I. And it's, but it's been a while. Sure. Uh, because I'm not of the, and it has nothing to do with, I'm afraid of going downtown. Mm. No, no, it's. it's. And that's a Northeast. I've story. got two kids that sure. are under the age of 12. We just grew out of it. I don't go out anymore yep, right yep, now. Yep. I, did the, I just don't do that. Sure. I don't do anything other than work. Mm. So. I was I was wrong. I thought they moved to their new location less than ten years ago. Turns out it was twenty ten, yeah, which yeah, I found shocking yeah. that it was that long ago. In any event, uh, they announced, I believe it was yesterday, that they were officially going to close their doors sometime in late August, and they framed it in this Star Tribune piece as a retirement. Well, I just I kind of started to chuckle. I mm-hmm. said, "Well, we all know what this is." Sure. And John said, "What do you what, what do you mean?" And I because because John will take everything at face value. If if that's what the company line is going to be mm-hmm. issued, then that's what John will take it, and that's fine. That's that's sure. completely his prerogative. I've worked in the service industry for a decade. Yeah. You don't need an expert to come aboard to tell you that the service industry in the Twin Cities is suffering significantly, yeah, and it's hard. It's because of a couple of things. Number one. The government regulations that have been imposed are making it damn near impossible to keep your doors open. We all saw what happened during COVID. Mm-hmm. So those that did make it through that stretch of time were lucky enough to to keep the lights on to yeah. maybe try to recoup some of that business. Well, now, first of all, people aren't coming out downtown like they used to or northeast like they used to. So that's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. And that was my entire point where this didn't even shock – stuff like this doesn't even shock me anymore that it's happening where – Psycho Susie's was an institution. It in was that, absolutely an institution. For for what, 20 years? Yeah, a long time. Something like that. Yeah, so, I don't remember it not being there. Exactly. Right? Or not, not being part of the Twin and Cities. And so, again, this isn't a, this isn't a grand indictment. Maybe it is a grand indictment on, on Minneapolis as a whole, but to sit there and, and I, again, I'm not, because John shares a viewpoint of a lot of people where it's, oh, it's a retirement. No, you, you guys need to 
grasp of what's going mm-hmm. on here. This is just going to keep happening, sure. right? Well, it, it, you know, help one, me, talk me off the ledge. Okay, here. one thing that, and I haven't read the story yet, so I don't know. So you correct me if I'm wrong. So, so I, I'll I, read you the quote. This will help because okay. I know exactly where you're going. All good things must come to an end, and this psycho Susie is ready to hang it up and put on her retirement hat. This was what's her first name? Uh, Bach is her last name. Uh, the owner. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, and again, they're going to put the, the proper spin on it because they don't want to leave it. They, they're not going to go out guns ablaze and ripping yeah. all of the reasons why they've decided to you shut You don't want to sound bitter. No. But, but one thing that you do, if you have a successful restaurant and you have a successful concept like Psycho Susie's, which is just really cool, um, super dramatic, super fun place, and it's profitable, you sell it. You don't retire and close it. Correct. Right? And it's very possible that the land's going to be redeveloped. So she said, and I don't know it, right? It could be that they're going to redevelop that land. And so she said, oh, I'd rather sell it to a developer and close it. And now I'm retiring. And that's, and maybe that is what it is. I don't know the story. But if it's just going to be an empty restaurant sitting there, then retirement is not normally what you would do. You would try to sell your profitable restaurant. If I'm not mistaken, doesn't she also own Betty Dangers? Correct. And that was the discussion point as well, which is across the street. Mm -hmm. So... Psycho Susie's first opened in 2003 in a former A&W and moved to its current waterfront location in 2010. The multi-level building with its carpeting printed to look like wood planks and a sprawling patio along the Mississippi was listed for sale last fall for $6 million. Okay. All right. So she did attempt to sell the place. Sure. Obviously. No no one's paying $6 million for it. Well, I don't even know. Would you get... Two million for it. Yeah, I, I don't know. See, that would be the business and building. If the business was truly profitable, but who's buying a, you know, late senior business? Let's call it. You know, it's twenty plus years old, right? Who's buying that for six million bucks? Unless it's an icon like Capitol Grill or Mancini's or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Although this is a, totally an icon. Psycho Susie's is totally an icon, right. but it could be duplicated, right? It's, well, it no, but the, the, the answer to your question is, I don't think anybody smart enough would say, well, this isn't a wise investment right now yeah, because of yeah. because again of the landscape. Yeah, hey, and I don't think that land would be worth six million dollars. That building's not a six million dollar building. She probably doesn't have ten acres there. I don't know. Again, I'm. I'm she could be totally right. But again, if it were a total huge moneymaker, they'd come to some price. Correct. To, to Everyone's keep got a number. Yeah, because you'd much prefer to keep a restaurant going, selling it to somebody, than closing it and trying to recreate Psycho Susie's. And if you don't know Psycho Susie's, um, if you look it up, super fun, tiki, and, and just crazy weird thing. But that Betty Dangerous Country Club was the literally coolest bar in downtown yeah, or in cool. Northeast. It had a full Ferris wheel. And a putting green, and it was pink and green, and that kept closing and opening. There was some like, weird things happening during, like, before and during the pandemic, yep. where they'd open it and then close it for a, a few months and open it. And I think it it could have been as simple as she can't get the people to work there, so she's just tired of the struggle. I'm making that up, right. but that would seem like a logical well, thing. Well, that right? is also a big part of it because I know, again, just I know the industry very, 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 very well, mm-hmm. and I do know that that is a significant problem where there are just not enough people, and, and it stems from the 18 to 25-year-old that way you know, back, back in the day, 
that used the industry to supplement income, to pay mm-hmm. for tuition, to do well. Yeah. Those kids aren't doing that as yeah. much as yeah. they used to. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when when I was going to school, that's just what you did. You had to. You had yeah. a side hustle yeah. or, or you had a couple of side hustles. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, on a Saturday night, you made 250 bucks. Oh, it was great. You know, and you're like, wait, this is fan And you walked out with cash instead of a credit card receipt that said you have to pay taxes. Exactly. And it was a totally different industry. Exactly. Yeah. And that's just what you did, yeah. you know, to, to not only make ends meet, but to thrive and tr- tr- to try and get ahead. Yeah, that's how people built their down payments for their homes. But unfortunately, so many yeah. people are just choosing not to go that route. Yeah. Too many young people are choosing yeah. not to go that route. And that, that's that's completely their own choice. But that's basically was the backbone of, of the industry is kids, you know, essentially yep. 18 yep. to 25 year old kids that just wanted to kind of, you know, have a side hustle. And what it could, I mean, this, this restaurant tour, I don't know her last name is Bach. I don't know what mm-hmm. her first name is. I mean, iconically cool. Yeah. You never saw restaurants like that. No. The only thing that I can think of that's even close to that is uh, now my um, what's the what's the Nick Kosovich was part of it. It's in the basement of the Canning Factory, Can Can Wonderland. Oh, Wonderland, yes. It's just so trippy if you've never been to Can Can Wonderland in St. Paul. They need better parking, but other than that, yes, I yeah, agree. Yeah, but there completely. is indoor parking if you know it. You just don't feel like you should be going in there. It seems like oh, why am I driving into this warehouse? It's a really weird setup yeah, for the parking. Right. But if you go into Can Can Wonderland. It is like, you know the scene from The Wizard of Oz when Dorothy opens up the door (laughs) and you're like, what is this? That's what Can Can Wonderland looks like. You open the door and you're like, what is going on That's a great analogy. I like that. And it is just a wonderful, I had a a business party there. So we had a bunch of people from our team and some corporate people come in and we had a party there and we just had a blast. That's cool. Yeah. So, and, but that was another kind of that icon of fun. So that said a year ago, um, again, like you, I hadn't been there for years because right. I'm just not over there very often. Right. Although they, they had a great spot and everything. Uh, good, good for her. Hopefully she retired and hopefully she makes a bunch of money on it. All right. Topic number two. Yes, sir. The state of California. Oh yeah. They have a plea. And uh, I'm wondering if you have the world's smallest violin mm-hmm. ready for the state of California. Michael, California statewide and local officials signed on to a letter published by Hospitality Union Unite Here, Local 11, demanding, demanding Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift delay her sold-out Los Angeles concerts this week due to the union's ongoing strike. In the letter, state and local officials ranging from Lieutenant Governor Eleni Kunalakis to Los Angeles County Supervisor Janice Hahn and State Assembly Majority Leader Isaac Bryan cited profits from returning tourism, highlighted the cost of living in Los Angeles, and rising tourism revenue in their call for Swift to postpone her concert series. Um, This part is shocking. Mm -hmm. So far, Swift and her representatives have not responded publicly. Hotel workers are fighting for their lives, wrote the officials. Speak now. Stand with hotel workers and postpone your concerts. I don't know why I take joy in stories like this. Okay. (laughs) And I think it's because I love when poor political decisions come home to roost. Roost. Come home to roost. I just, I, I love it. Bleep you, California. You think freaking Taylor Swift, who is on a worldwide ass-kicking mm-hmm. money machine yep. right now who, oh, by the way, is bringing how much revenue to your drug-riddled homeless encampment streets, mm-hmm. right? You think she's going, oh, you know what? I feel so bad for their, I, I just, 
I take so much just I, I so, smile so, on so the, the union is, is arguing with the hoteliers saying, yep. hey, we need more money. We don't want to have Taylor, the people from Taylor Swift come in because that's going to be too much work. Is that the gist of their complaint? Unite Here Local 11 represents over 32,000 members employed in hotels, restaurants, airports, sports arenas, and convention centers across Southern California and Arizona and is emerging as a major power in regional politics reflected in the statute. Statu- Oh, my goodness. Stature of the letters signatories. In response to the ongoing strike, a coordinated bargaining group represented dozens of hotels across Los Angeles has offered an immediate $2 per hour increase in pay with an additional $3 per hour to be added within 12 months, but negotiations remain ongoing. Um, I'm not an anti-union guy whatsoever. No. I'm not. I no. get why they exist. Your dad is a union guy. and yeah. Yep. I, I get why they exist, but I never have sympathy when things like this arise. And you, when you're in the back pocket of so many politicians, sorry. Yeah. You yeah. know, the rest of the world has a job to do as well. Yeah, I don't know. That is actually kind of an, a big thing, though, a $2 an hour immediate raise. Sure. That's a huge amount of because money. Because they realize the situation yeah. that they've created. Yeah, you yeah, know, that value. I mean, it could be very, very tough to find uh, workers willing to do that job sure. in California. So sure. the market would have probably driven them up there, too. Um, but, boy, that is that is quite the story. I You've also heard that Taylor Swift... The generosity of her. Have you did they did you read that story that she has fifty truck truck drivers in her um, cavalcade that okay. travel around? Sure. Uh, she gave each one of them. Guess what bonus she gave oh, each wow. of her fifty five zero truck drivers. So is this a situation where it's fifty? Per site, or is it you know, like twenty are going to the next town well, to I set don't up? No, it, it is such an incredibly that that large. Not that that it, matters. Yeah, it's, but. it's such an incredibly large stage, and they stay in one spot for a while. I'd be really surprised if they didn't take down that stage and move it because it's a multiple million dollar. But stage. what I'm saying is, okay, so these shows in L.A. they started setting up for that. You know, two weeks ago, while yeah. she was performing in Memphis or, or whatever. Oh, no, they can't set up. They'd have to have a whole additional stage set up, and the stage. No, is, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, do you think there's, they have two five million dollars oh, stages? Because I I remember when we went to U2 at TCF Bank, and Joe did. The, I think I think it was Joe. Joe did the story on the air about the fact that yeah, they're setting up for TCF because there was two shows at TCF. Yep. But then there's already another set as they're playing here that's setting up in St. Louis. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, and, and that makes sense. Okay. I didn't know that hers because hers is such an elaborate set. I didn't know that she has one. But but the point anyway, is anyway. So, f- so 50, fifty different 50 truck drivers, drivers that are driving these trucks of the stage and 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 the, all the microphones and all the uh, music stuff they need. How much do you tip out? How much do you bonus these drivers because you want to say great job, drivers? Boy. I... I've got to imagine it's probably significant just because the scarcity of you know semi drivers in general mm-hmm. right now. I I, I don't and even know. Would you believe five thousand dollars? Well, sure. What would you believe ten thousand dollars? <laughs> We're gonna do this game. What is it? Would you believe fifty thousand dollars? Wow. Would you actually believe the real answer? One hundred thousand dollars. That's pretty cool. Five million bucks she paid out to her fifty drivers. A hundred thousand bucks a piece. That is. A really as a as a bonus, as not, a bonus. Th- that's in addition uh, yeah, to whatever the they're payroll. making. This is just just as a bonus. That's pretty cool. That is really a super super cool thing to do. That is a big dollar thing. Well, and I, you I'm think sure she about was just that. So proud that she could do that right? because I come from a family of truck drivers, yeah. right? And you think about that this nationwide tour that she's on. That yeah. that's not short. I mean, this is a no, long. These guys are working hard, and they're yeah. away from their families yep. most likely yep. for long periods of but time. But they're getting paid. You know, they might have been making a hundred grand 
salary per year for the year for a year and then to say hey here's another hundred grand we appreciate all of your hard what work. a what a classy that's, thing to do you know what right? i'm glad you mentioned that that's really cool i know that lizzo also tried to tip <laughs> off her team but she, she didn't paid him quite in fruit she paid him in fruit ah. and I, I would uh, many of them said thank you but we'll pass this one looks used yes <laughs> i'm gonna pass on that particular yes. i don't banana. know if you can have used fruit but i think they might say thank you but no thank you i don't know why i'm thinking of this but um and why Lizzo and you talk? Oh, the 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 Taylor Swift. It. Do you remember the video? I think it surfaced a couple of days ago, where I believe it was a new playground was being displayed in Boston, mm-hmm. and a Boston police officer had volunteered. Oh my. You saw the yes. video, right? Yeah. So, oh, I'm going to go down and have some. And he came out of it as if he had been shot out of a cannon and, and looked disheveled. Like what just happened to and me? He was injured, yeah. and yeah. I'm thinking. I don't know. Don't don't ask me why I just thought of that. Yeah. But something you had said tr- triggered that. But I thought it was the thought of the banana shooting out, right? It looked like that. <laughs> just a, a banana getting maybe, shot maybe, out. Maybe, maybe um, I did see subsequent videos of the same thing. So they built this new metal slide. Yeah. And this cop says, I'm going to give it a try. But there's a, there was two. So the one that I saw was a dad yeah. who had just brought his kids, probably the same age as my kids, mm-hmm. you know, like eight years old or whatever had brought his kids there, and they went down just it's like fine. normal kids. Yeah. And this cop, it was almost like the the scene at a Christmas vacation where Clark Griswold goes screaming down. Yep. That, that's exactly what was replicated by this police officer going down. And you can just hear down. the, you know, his, his lights on his uh, vest and belt are falling off. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was not good, good planning on his part. Subject number three. And subject three. You are aware... Of the video in which a young woman, I'm going to guess she's probably 13, There's she's attending a parade with, I'm assuming, her family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see the parade, oh, there goes the, the Legion Club, and there goes the high school marching band, and here comes said politician running for office, right, waving to the crowd. Mm-hmm. And she hurls a water balloon. And hits the guy in the back of the head. Ooh. He does, you got, so you're not aware I, of this. I have not seen this yet. It, it went viral. Okay, viral. Because, okay. And the reason it went viral is because everyone thought it was Mike Pence. Because if you look at the back of him, oh, that's all you yes. can see is the okay. back. It does look yeah. just like yeah. former Vice President Mike Pence. And so, of course, it, it goes nuts. That's not the part of it because I I would have had some words for that young lady mm. if and it's, if that was my kid yeah. oh boy yeah. I don't give a damn what side of the political aisle that politician sure. is that's you just that's you not something you do, do. Yeah. but it gets way 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 worse really the video then was featured on either Good Morning America or one of those other nationwide meaningless talk shows that I don't mm-hmm. spend two seconds watching. The New York Yankees had her come to pregame, batting practice, whatever. And there's a video of her as all the Yankee players are done. You, you've seen the bit where you got the batting tunnel up, yeah. players are hitting in the batting cage for their pregame stuff, then they come by and shake hands with sure. this particular sponsor and yeah. that particular family yeah, a being out of cancer. They, exactly. Yeah. So here's this girl standing there. And I know the player, it's Harrison Bader, who's okay. the center fielder for the Yankees. 
And he said, oh, wow, that was you that hit that. She's being lauded for this. And I'm thinking, what is going on? What the hell kind of world are we living in where this now is being celebrated? Because, oh, let me guess, this guy was some type of evil Republican and and he was hit by a water balloon in some local county, you know, parade. What the hell are we doing here? That is, that is sickening. If that's, if that's the scenario. And I don't know how it was possible that I personally could hate the New York Yankees even more. Mm -hmm. That just made it happen. Yeah, you know, every time we say viral, we should think of it as that is a diseased thing. Yep. It's going diseased, right? Because it truly is a disease in America. When we see some sweet 13-year-old girl be a smartass and throw a water balloon at a politician who has every right to be in the thing, if you don't want to vote for him, don't vote for him, but don't throw stuff at them, right? right? And to have, if I were that politician, I'd say, what? What are you doing, Yankees? I would make the world's biggest deal out of it and put my address and telephone number so people could send me money so I could win and say, next thing we do, when I become a politician and when I become whatever state senator, I'm going to make sure that any 13-year-old that throws a water water balloon and hits somebody gets their hands cut off. (laughs) That's a bit aggressive. Is it? Is it at what point in time? Yeah. Okay, did you see? I knew I, I knew I would get a reaction. We're going from to you. this video. Remember that guy? I just you saw the video. He's pushing the trash can in the CVS or whatever, taking all the cigarettes off the shelf. Yep. And the two guys whoop his ass. The one guy with a broom handle just it was quite satisfying to it, watch. It was quite satisfying. I didn't see where it ended. Like, did they just beat him to death? I don't know no, when it stopped. No, but they did. You you can see at one point where their his cell phone was in his back pocket. Yeah. And the guy hits him with the stick, and the cell phone shatters. Pops out. Yeah. yeah, so he he had some. No, look, we got to set it up better than that because okay. it sounds like we're we're celebrating the fact that some guy got his butt kicked. No, this guy had a giant garbage can rifling through the cigarette section of this particular, and I believe he was a Muslim gentleman's store, mm-hmm. convenience store. Yeah. And he's like, "Stop! Stop stealing! Yeah, stop. stop!" And there's like, like "There's nothing you can do about it because yeah. you know we have listed lifted now shoplifting in both California, Illinois, mm-hmm. and I'm missing another state sure. where it's now it's not going to be prosecuted. So mm-hmm. that that'll stop criminal yeah. activity, yeah. of course." And th- these two guys just said, no, we're, no, we're, so one guy's holding him and the other one is just beating him with a broomstick. Yeah. I mean, it's satisfying, right? I mean, it's the, <laughs> to the point where I had to watch it at least six times to make sure yeah, that I was and, watching you know, the video properly. And the, the guy who was stealing, you know, he didn't steal one pack of cigarettes. He was being arrogant saying, if you don't get away from me, I'm going to whoop your ass. He had his yeah. arm out walking Thousands down the aisle. Oh, worth yeah, of absolutely. Especially now that cigarettes are 19 bucks a pack, right? Yeah. Thousands of dollars worth of cigarettes. And they just say, I'm not taking this. And you've all, you've heard of Singapore, right? And you see videos <laughs> from Singapore and you know, they say, hey, if you spit your gum on the sidewalk, it's a $5,000 fine or something like that. But then you also go to waiting rooms in Singapore where people are waiting for their time in line and they set their cell phone on the floor and then they go home or go shopping or go out to eat. And then they come back and you know, the next, all their cell phones are still there because just no one steals, right? How, how nice would that be that if that we lived in a place nice. where if you stole... Someone beat you with a broomstick. Where there was just respect. Where yeah, where it just didn't happen, right? Where where the stuff like that just didn't happen. It there is a cultural problem with some people out there. I agree completely. And, it, and it, if you think it's an okay thing to just go into a store and steal everything you have, that is a problem with culture. Yep. And these viral or diseased videos that people are watching. Do not help it because they say, look at those guys just went in and stole $400 or 400 uh, Gucci purses and they got away with it. And I guess that's the bigger problem that I have with what the Yankees decided to do is 
these kids are going to see that, oh, this person is now being celebrated. Where We've already seen so many of these idiot TikTokers doing this. They're all just craving attention. Yeah, yeah. And then when they get it, you're fueling the next monster. Yeah. Who, who owns the uh, New York Yankees? That'd be the Steinbrenner family. Does, does, is, is he still alive? It's just the Steinbrenner family. Well, the old family. man is not, but He's, it's now... George Steinbrenner's long dead. In fact, I think Hank might have even... His son might have also passed. What I think we should do out of respect to this girl <laughs> is every time we see a Steinbrenner, we should throw a water balloon at them. Well, that's not a bad idea. And say, hey, remember you thought it was so cute that you got this girl here because she was a viral video. We're going to do the same thing to you. I like that. Right? I just, I, I remember back on Garage Logic, you guys had that, I want to say 13 year old girl who was pitching the fit in the UPS store on university. We did have that. Yes. And the, if, if to relight that story, she was screaming, knocking over displayers. The police were trying to get her to calm down and she is just out of her mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's this young girl and you're like, what happened that she thinks this is acceptable? I, I have an answer. Um, bad parenting. Bad parenting, Probably right? I mean, is, would the parent do the exact same thing? I mean, there is no there is no way that that parent was someone who was mortified and embarrassed by that. No. That parent would be someone that, we're going to sue. Right. We're right? going to get ours. We're, we're going to get ours. Yep. And it, it was so shocking to see that. But I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if the person who owns the the store that she was breaking apart pile drives her into the ground and says, you don't do that. You know where they're not going to put up with that type of behavior, Michael? Um, In the country. Isn't that what they say? Or in our town, small towns. Right. Try that in a small small, town. Try that in a small town. How about the small town of Harmony, Minnesota? I did get this note. They are having a four-person best shot golf tournament this coming Monday, August 17th. 18 holes, 10 a.m. shotgun start. Find out more. HarmonySpirits.net. All the proceeds are going to benefit the Fillmore Central Golf Teams. It's at the Preston Golf Course over there in Preston, Minnesota. It's a beautiful part of the uh, of the state. So if you happen to be in that area, stop in to that beautiful tasting room in Harmony, Minnesota, and continue to keep asking for the Harmony brand by name at your local liquor store. This is really helping uh, get the word spread about the best handcrafted spirits made right here in the state of Minnesota. And those guys are awesome. And I, I've met so many GLers that have made the day trip, whether they're you know on the motorcycle, just stopping by for uh, for a quick one on their on their tour of that part of the state. But it's a beautiful part, and I know it's we're right in the middle of camping season, so they have I I don't even know how many different campgrounds are in that area. But it's a really cool part of the state, and lo, uh, stop in. But they always have events going on at the tasting room, whether it's car shows, whatever. There's always stuff going on. But stop into the tasting room, say hi to the fellas, and please tell them that you heard about them here on the weekly scramble. We would really really appreciate it. I do have to make it down there at some point. Yeah, golf this tournament summer. would be fun too. Why didn't they have you down as a celebrity golf tournament? You could, you could bring your bag of balls that you have. Right, my plastic bag of balls. <laughs> Just a ziplock of balls. Oh, speaking of that, did you attend any 3M festivities over I, the weekend? I missed it this year. I was busy. Because you normally are I all love in. It. Yeah. I love being part of it. It's a great, and they said it was the best tournament they've had. Royce the did say tournament. the Friday crowd was so-so, but he said Saturday and Sunday it was packed. Really? That's he said great. it was absolutely packed. And I, I'm sure part of that had to do with because wasn't Friday was ridiculously It was always oppressive. pretty hot, yeah. But Saturday and Sunday was absolutely fine. gorgeous. Yep. So yeah. the good, good for I mean, good for them because yeah. I'd like to see it obviously be successful. And it's coming it's, back next year, so they yeah. said it's already coming back next year. Yeah. I did play the other day, Reavers, some on eighteen holes, and I had one eagle, which is a huge deal. Nice. I had two birdies, zero pars, <laughs> zero bogeys. Okay. The rest were double or worse. Wow. I shot a ninety-eight. That was the closest I've been to a hundred in. 
100 rounds. It was shocking. I'm like, how can you shoot a 98 with an eagle, two birdies, zero pars? I mean, I don't remember the last time I've had That's zero pars. That's hard to do, right? It, it was a really weird, like some of the best, it was my best hole I've had all year with the eagle, right? It was a big chip in. So it was my best hole I've had. So I had this incredible elation. I kissed the golf gods and said, thank you, sir. <laughs> and then a couple birdies. That's a big deal. I usually don't get a lot of birdies, right? I usually get some pars. Right? Okay. I'm an okay golfer. No pars. And not, no, not even bogeys. I don't get it. So is the golf season, because again, I, there is one summer, this was probably the summer of 2006, because summer of 2007 was all about wedding stuff with mm. yours truly. So 06, me and my buddy Matt, it was, we were going to, we were all gonna in. Going to get good. Uh, yeah. It was, okay, the second there is not a, there's playable greens, we are out there. And mm. that summer, I remember... We we had literally played at almost every. We tried to play every weekend, right? Yep, yep. And I was going to get really good, and I got to the point where I wasn't embarrassing, sure, right? And I thought, all right, well, next summer, eh. and then of course, oh, wait, we're getting happen. married. No, well, yeah. it was it was the wedding, and then yeah, it was like, yeah. I, ah. but anyway, I was going somewhere with that. So I don't really get how the golf because I'm a baseball guy, so sure. I don't get how the 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 golf summer goes. So do you go through the kind of the same stretch where you get hot? Then you get cold, then you get frustrated, then you get hot, and then is it kind of like... I, I am the Minnesota Twins of golfing, right? I might be winning, but I still suck, <laughs> right? I mean, it's like I, I'm an okay golfer, but no one's ever going to be impressed by my performance. No one's going to come pay I'm, to see you. No one's going to pay to see me. I'm that a, is I'm a, such a I'm great I'm a 10 line. handicap, right? I'm a 10 handicap, which is an okay golfer. Okay, what does that mean? Okay, it means that me? like it, I'll normally shoot 10 over par, and my average score is I shoot an 83. That's what I average. So a 98 was paralyzing. Right, that's way off my normal round okay. of eighty-three. Okay. So, um, but being a ten handicap, you know what you want to be if you're a ten handicap is you want to be a nine handicap. Sure. Right. You 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 just want to be a nine handicap. So, um, I was a nine handicap for exactly this year, one day. Oh. So I played, shot lights out, shot a seventy-seven, dropped my handicap to a nine-nine or something like that. It was nine nine exactly actually, and then the next day I shot like an eighty nine, and my it dropped one of my the way it, it it does is it looks at your last twenty scores and it takes the best five and it averages those out right. So it dropped one of my good scores off because it was twenty rounds later Ooh. and put in a you know not yeah. so good score. So I popped right back over and I was like, huh, that was I was so like I, I'm a goal driven guy like I am I, I sure. got a goal I want to yes. be I want to be in the single digit handicap because that usually means you're an oh you're gonna beat. Not and I, I'm not saying beat as in like I'm going out to beat people, but you're going to be like in the mix to win, even if you're playing with well, a good it, golfer. It's all about you know your your um help me uh you're competitive. Yeah, I'm right. competitive, and right. I'm not competitive. Well, I told you that one time that I was so competitive in golf that I had a bad shot, and I was so pissed off that I bit the inside of my mouth. I told you that, and I bled for two weeks. I know you I need never stitches. told me this story. Oh, yeah. I, was, I don't remember. I was Unless so mad. I don't remember. I was so mad at myself. Wow. And this is like, I was an adult man. I was like 48 or something. And, it, <laughs> and I bit the inside of my mouth out of just pure frustration that I tasted blood for weeks. Wow. And then I said, 
what am I doing? Right. I'm not a pro golfer. No one pays me to do this. I'm not sponsored. I'm not, I have nothing, right? All I do is pay to golf, right? And I thought, why would you be such a moron? So I, I've really calmed myself down. I've only broken a handful of clubs and I would never do it in front of anybody. No, that's that's no, no. D class A. So I, if I break a club, like I'll bend it across my hands so my pa- hands feel the pain. <laughs> I'm a psychopath, I think. You're it's, a psycho I, I, Susie is I, what I you are. I definitely feel like um, I kind of get these these athletes that get so mad they just pound their locker. It's like, oh, I get it. Because if someone would have said, oh, you're going to make four million bucks less because you just shot a 98, <laughs> I would lose my Yeah, and, and I guess yeah. I get that part of it too where you, you can see, and again, I don't watch a ton of golf, um, but you can see where a guy in, you know, on Sunday, mm. the guy's saying, oh, that just cost me you know, 50 grand or whatever the, yeah. that particular a shot. A couple of putts might cost you 300 grand. Right. Right. Talk about stressful because <laughs> I'm stressed as all can be for no reason. No one's even sometimes playing with me. No, right? you oh. golf a lot by yourself. right? I do. Yeah. I, I am a late because I work till late. Right. I you know, work till the same time everyone else works, basically. But this, so I play at night. So you kind of I go out at six o'clock. And luckily, the place that I play at six o'clock, no one's there. I, I, I play at an inner city course. Right. Yep. And at six o'clock, you can look around the course and there's not one person out there. And it, it's like. Heaven. Put in some headphones. You know what I listen to? So like a really good podcast, maybe like something from K-Fan or something. <laughs> that was really funny. I listened to the Garage Logic podcast. While you golf. Right? While I golf. Wow. I mean, why won't I? Sometimes I even listen to us. And sometimes I even, even listen to this show. Nice. Yeah, how cool is that? Michael, yeah. um, thank you so much, sir. Reavers, you're the best. Please do us a favor. Rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. We would really, really appreciate it. And thank you so much for sticking with us with the two-day delay here on the Weekly Scramble. His name is Mike Fratelloni. My name is Chris Reavers. We will back, be back again next week. And until then, cheers.